It's time for Tuesday Terror here on the Mutual Audio Network. Be sure to leave the lights on while you listen. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. You are listening to audio drama in a darker shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. Darker Projects presents Tales from the Museum, a miniseries written by Charles Russell, starring Perry Whittle as Keith Nash. kid was standing in my office. He was quite obviously distraught. There was something creepy about him despite his unfortunate situation. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. To say the least, he had my complete and undivided attention. We didn't mean for this to happen. We were hired by the Historical Society to document the names on those tombstones. Mm -hmm. That was it. Just jot down the names and dates and map out the cemetery. A couple days' work. Tops. Right. The local Cajuns told us to just let it rot away. Nothing worth saving, they said. Tell me what happened. Marcia and me thought we were tracking Civil War veterans and their families. That's a big thing down there in Louisiana. But the dates were all wrong. Oh. These were markers for people who would have been under seven years old during the war. All from one family. The Bannons. Seven children. All boys. Mm. No hotels in town, so we camped out next to the cemetery. It was a warm night, and I was sleeping like a rock. I woke up about midnight, and Marcia was gone. Go on. I gave her a few minutes, just in case she had gone to relieve herself or something, but she didn't come back. Then what? I crawled out of the tent and shined my flashlight around. There she was, standing in front of one of the tombstones. She was saying something, but I couldn't make it out. 
I walked up to her, and she turned and looked at me. Dear God, her face. Where is our father? Tell us. Tell us now. She grabbed me. Her face, her eyes. She, she, she was changing. Her whole body was becoming something else. I felt her hands around my neck, choking me. Just before I blacked out, I heard this horrible sound. When I came to, at dawn, she was gone. I drove to the closest village. Go on. The cages told me it was best if I just forgot everything. The cemetery, that night, everything. You can't do nothing for her, they said. The curse done got her. Then, one of the older men said, Loop Garu. Then what? I packed up the truck, went back to Baton Rouge, and hid out in my apartment. Just hiding in the dark. Oh. The next day, it was all over the news. There had been a double homicide at the Historical Society's office. Oh. They said it looked like a pack of wild animals had gotten loose in there. Two interns had been savaged and the office ransacked. I know it was her. That's quite a story. Obvious question. What does this have to do with the regional museum? I managed to track down a member of the society who wasn't too traumatized to talk. He told me that after Hurricane Katrina and before Hurricane Rita, they shipped several containers of artifacts out of state for safekeeping. Right. Some of the artifacts are allegedly from the old Bannon plantation. Some of it came here. You think she's coming here? Do you watch the news, Mr. Nash? Mm-hmm. There was a particularly grisly murder at a truck stop near Chattanooga last night. I know she's coming here. She's looking for something. Lounge. Casey, Nash, I need a favor. Let's hear it, boss. I need you to check our shipping and receiving database. I'm looking for anything we might be storing for the greater Baton Rouge historical community. If we're holding anything, I need to know what it is and where it is. All right, let me finish my burrito and I'll get right on it. I'm just a little shocked that you're actually going to look into this, I mean. I have an interesting job description. Where can I reach you if I find anything? I'm at State Line Motor Court, room 203. Mr. Nash, do you know what Loop Garu means? Mm, loosely translated, werewolf. Nash, join me for lunch? Depends. What's the special today? I think it's chicken salad, maybe. <laughs> Not so special after all, I suppose. Professor Pierpoint tells me he sent someone to talk to you. What was this one about? A uh, couple of undergrads cataloging a historical site down there in the bayous. He thinks his partner may have been turned into a werewolf. He told me there'd been some fairly grisly murders coming this way. Doc, I was a cop for ten years. Five of those were undercover narcotics work. That kind of work never really got to me, and I heard all kinds of wild stories. But this place... <laughs> I warned you, this place is haunted, and it attracts all sorts of weird goings-on. Mm -hmm. Fairpoint and the rest of the board don't see it, almost all of the staff doesn't, the folk who visit don't see it, 
you know, some of the madness that I've been through, to say nothing of what you've been through since you've been here. Yet we stay. It's addictive, isn't it? Just like a drug. Plus the fact that this museum has an excellent reputation in the right scholarly circles, so it looks good on the old resume. Even though it's a lot like being trapped in a rerun of the Twilight Zone. This is Nash. It's me, boss. We're holding two large shipping crates from Baton Rouge out there at the warehouse. First floor, sections L5 and L6. I already called to let them know you were coming. Ask for Pete. Thanks, I think. Want to check out this warehouse with me? (laughs) No thanks, spiders. Hello? Anyone here? Right here, sir. Hi, can I help you? I was looking for Pete. The name's Keith Nash. You're with the museum. Oh, that's right. Pete told me to be expecting you. Uh, You're looking for something from Louisiana, right? Yeah, there's supposed to be two containers in section L5 and L6. That's towards the back, near the loading dock, if, if you'll follow me. Thanks. So, uh, where's Pete? Oh, late lunch. Yeah, you just missed him. Um, turn here. What do you do for the museum, Mr. Nash? I'm the Special Services Coordinator. It's a fancy title for an all-round fix-it man. Oh, turn here. It sounds like an interesting job. Uh, are you special servicing something now? Eh, not sure. I just know I'm looking for two big boxes from way down south. Beyond that, no idea. I see. Oh, watch your step right here. Yeah, don't trip in the dark. (laughs) Thanks. Nash. Hey, boss. It took some doing, but I got some 411 on that Bannon family. My buddy who does those ghost tours in Savannah told me all about them. Folks. I'm walking a maze in the dark. Give me the condensed version. Bannon the Elder was a carpetbagger after the Civil War. He bought an abandoned plantation down there in the Bayou country. Had seven sons, no wife or mother present. The Bannons let the plantation go to seed. They had no interest in farming the land. Any idea why? According to legend, they were hunting. Uh. They had turned the place into a game preserve. The local villagers started reporting strange noises and mysterious shapes moving through the night. Yeah. Some of their livestock were slaughtered by something that tore the animals to shreds. Then some of their children went missing. Oh boy. The villagers rose up and stormed the plantation house. They found Bannon in a room with pentagrams and mysterious writing on the walls. He attacked them, and someone shot him full of silver bullets. Uh-huh. And they torched the place with him in it. The boys were never found. But what about the graveyard? There's supposed to be a cemetery with headstones for seven boys. Don't know. The story goes that they went out into the world as werewolves. Quite a story. Keep digging. See if you can figure out what it is I'm supposed to be looking for. Right. Careful though, wolves can smell fear. Bye! And we hear too. Oh boy. <coughs> 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 
Let him go. We don't need to feed just yet. Holland? Indeed. Where is it, Jenna? In the back. Go find it. Then we'll deal with Mr. Nash here. And it's not even a full moon. My sister and I don't need a full moon. The transformation into a lycanthrope is fairly easy to master. Painful, though. Why? I don't understand. You couldn't. My sister and I are direct descendants of the bandits. Fifth generation since the villagers burned the plantation. We found out a year ago when we were researching our genealogy. Imagine, Mr. Nash. Imagine having a curse like that in your family. Imagine embracing it as we embraced it. But there was a problem. All traces of the abandoned name had been erased in that region. The burned out plantation houses had collapsed into dust. The cemetery had been swallowed by a tide of kudzu. Ignominious. I suppose. Ah, sounds like she found the boxes. It won't be long now. What's she looking for? Our Holy Grail. A source of power for us. Just us. Oh. One of the villagers who torched the plantation house was a conjurer woman. A few days later, she went back to the burned out ruins and collected some of the ash into a canning jar. Used them when she would make up a batch of conjure tonics. She lived to the ripe old age of 105. When she died, her granddaughter took over. When she passed away, all her possessions ended up as property of the Baton Rouge historical community. They wanted to preserve the old religions for study. Five mason jars of ashes from the plantation were among those possessions. And you think they're here? I'm certain of it. Through those ashes, we will connect with the psychic energy of our past and grow more powerful. Then, we will return to the village and take our family's vengeance on anyone whose ancestor was in that mob. Oh yes, the blood will flow. You are in no shape to run, Mr. Nash, so just sit right there and don't move. But let's take this cell phone, just in case. I'll be right back. Hey, mister. Can you hear me? Who? My name's Marcia. I've been hiding from the two of them. They killed Pete. They tore him to shreds. Uh, Are you okay? Not really. I think she broke some of my ribs when she threw me against those packing crates. Where... Where are you? I'm behind these cartons. I don't want to come out. Listen, can you move? Uh, Walk? Yeah. uh, To your right, against the far wall, is Pete's office. He keeps the gun in his desk. It's in the middle drawer. Can you get to it? Worth a try. Better than just sitting and waiting to be werewolf chow. Uh, uh, Getting up hurts. Can you get out of here if the shooting starts? Yes, I can. You be careful. Thanks. Door. There it is. Okay, here we go. 38 revolver. Not my first choice for a wolf hunt. And you 
Look, lady, this has been fun, but... Jenna! Sister! My sister! You killed her! I'll feast on your heart, murderer! This... Is it over? <laughs> Marsha, you can come out now. It's over. Marsha? Are you sure? They're dead. Marsha, I really need you to come over here. I'm blacking out. Call 911, would you? Snip out of it. Uh, uh, where? You're in the hospital. You were in an accident at the storage facility. Uh, you have some broken uh, ribs and a concussion. The doctors say you'll live. Do you remember anything? Holland, he... He checked out of his hotel earlier today. No sign of him. No one knows where Peter's either. The EMTs who got there first said it looked like you were trying to open a shipping crate and part of the load fell on you. Is that what happened? There was a girl. Her, her name was... You were the only one there. Helene, I was jumped by a pair of werewolves. I had to kill them. They killed Pete. No blood, no bodies, Nash. <sighs> I guess that the official story will be that you just don't remember. You did take a pretty sizable lump on your head. Yeah, sure, that'll work. Oh, by the way, Casey got up with one of those historical society people. Yes, they did have some teams out checking the sites on their registry. But they sent out teams of three. One of the kids on the Bannon Grave site search team was found dead at the site. They said it looked like a heart attack. What was her name? I didn't say it was female. Her name? Marsha. Her name was Marsha. You suddenly look sick. Are you all right? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think you'll believe it. I'm not sure I believe it myself. You've been listening to The Tales of the Museum, Episode 2, The Curse of the Wolf, by Charles Russell. Our cast included Perry Whittle as Keith Nash, Amanda Fitzwater as Helen Mancuso, Alistair Stewart as Casey, Zach Fester as Holland, M. Zero Garcia as Jenna, and April Smith as Marcia. Original music was composed by Joe Stuckey and Kevin McLeod. The series is produced by Ellie Hirschman. Post-production by M.J. Cockburn. Come back soon for more Tales of the Museum. This has been a Darker Projects production. No werewolves were hurt in the production of this episode.
Thank you for listening to Tuesday Terror right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, the Saturday Story Circle for kids and family alike, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.